It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, we just don't have anything to talk about. On today's edition of Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in and joining us for this wild ride that has been the last week and a half. And uh, we can finally jump into today's big news. Auburn point guard Turbo Jones has entered the transfer portal. I kid. I kid. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas, former intern Jaws, here with you. We're going to break down Auburn's hiring of Coach Brian Harson from Boise State. But first things first, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code 10OFF, 10OFF, uh, for $10 off your order to Full Moon Barbecue, Waffle House, or Fratelli's. You can also use promo code ZAC20, C-A-C-2-0, for your first delivery free. Fetch Me, uh, taking care of the folks in Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County area. The true uh, only local delivery service in our community. And you can also give the gift of delivery for Christmas. Be a great stocking stuffer idea or just let somebody know you care. Great for a coworker or something like that. Go to their website at fetchmedelivery.com. You can find information there or their, uh, their Facebook page. Also, you, while you're there, check out their blog. They're putting up some really cool stuff as far as how they are helping local restaurants in our community. 10 off to those three restaurants or Zach 20 for your first delivery free at FetchMeDelivery.com or the free Fetch Me app. Jaws, I talked to you yesterday in the emergency pod. Pappas, talked to you briefly about it last night on the phone. Your initial thoughts for Auburn hiring Brian Harson from Boise State. Uh, Zach, when I saw the name, I was like, who? And then when I saw he was from Boise State, I was like, they do win a lot. <laughs> that was kind of it, too, and it's like, when Jaws and I recorded the emergency pod yesterday, I was like, okay, I'm not there yet, but I think I can get there if you give me a night to look at things. And I'm there now. I'm ready. I'm all in. Um, and we got a lot of things to talk about as far as that goes. Um, Auburn put out a statement yesterday making it official, and there were some quotes in there. The quote from Harson was, quote, I'm incredibly excited and humbled for the opportunity to be at a place like Auburn University. I knew it would take a special opportunity to get me out of Boise, and Auburn is exactly that, the chance to compete at the highest level for one of the greatest programs in college football. I have a tremendous amount of respect for the coaches and the players in the Southeastern Conference, but I'm ready to help build a foundation at Auburn where we can consistently compete for championships. I want our program to make Auburn proud both on and off the field with consistent excellence. I'm very grateful to Alan Green and Dr. Googe for this opportunity. Cass, our kids, and I can't wait to meet the Auburn family and get to work. War Eagle. Um, he hit on all the buzzwords there. He hit on everything that uh, I think Auburn fans want. The consistency and uh, the desire to win championships and the on and off the field stuff. And, and I buy all of it. I watched several of his old press conferences last night to get a, kind of get a vibe for his personality. He's very edgy. He seems to be in your face. I don't think he likes press conferences, and I think he likes holding these kids accountable. He wants these guys to be men, and he wants them, he's going to treat them like men, not like boys, and I think that's going to transfer to the field. I agree with you, Zach. I agree, and um, 
There was a, a quote going around on the line last night that I sent you guys that um, uh, it's e, Eli Drinkwitz, the uh, the head coach at Missouri, talking about Brian Harson. Um, we can't read it <laughs> because of the content. Um, but uh, if you guys haven't seen it, I would highly recommend uh, looking it up. It It's uh, about Harson's personality and about him showing up to work every day. I mean, it seems like a guy who demands the most out of his guys and 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 runs a tight ship. So I'm looking forward to it, Zach, and, and winning at Boise State, man. I know that they uh, uh I know that they're, you know, the best team in the Mountain West, I guess theoretically every year, but I mean it's not like they're recruiting four and five stars. He still has to have a pretty good eye for talent to go right. out and, and figure out which two and three stars, I guess, to go uh, to go recruit. And I saw I saw some people say it online and I think you touched on it yesterday, Zach, that you know, he's obviously had some pretty good success recruiting to Boise, Idaho. So um, hopefully Auburn will be an easier place to recruit to. I if- love I love potatoes. I'm sure he's going <laughs> to miss the potatoes in Boise. Well, something that I noticed, he's, he said a special opportunity to get me out of Boise. As if it was like a problem that he was in Boise. Like, Boise's a good program. I don't know why he said get me out. Like... Well, I know there were frustrations with him. Uh, you know, he wanted Boise out of the Mountain West, and they right. were like, eh. And he's like, all right, I guess I'm getting out then. And he did. Um, Auburn AD Alan Green said, quote, We are thrilled to welcome Coach Harson to the Auburn family. He's a proven winner whose record speaks for itself. Coach Harson impressed me with his detailed plan to lead Auburn to consistently compete for championships in the SEC. I'm grateful to General Burgess, Quentin Riggins, and each member of our advisory committee for their commitment to Auburn during this process. We look forward to welcoming Brian, Kess, and their children to the Plains to introduce them to the Auburn family. A lot of people really proud of uh, Alan Green last night. Um, This is not a typical Auburn hire. This is truly outside. This is not a guy who had any ties to the SEC or Auburn, and... I think you can make a lot of arguments for and against that, but as far as what Auburn needed right now, I think it actually makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I saw, I believe it was Barrett Salee who who tweeted uh, yesterday or last night that, you know, the last 10 days or whatever during this coaching search, Auburn has gotten crushed online for, for being, you know, so Auburn during this whole coaching search. And they went and did this. This hire is, is very, very... Um, not typical Auburn. Right. And he said it was a good thing. That stands to be seen, but we'll see. Uh, this guy, I feel like we can get – the funny thing, Zach, I'm going to say, I feel like we could get behind him. The Online, I, I feel like uh, the Auburn fans went from who the heck is that, what is happening right now, to I'll defend you till the day I die very quickly. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of in that boat as well. After I jumped into a little bit of his resume, and we'll get to that in the second and third segments of the show, I'm kind of in that boat as well. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk about that transition in a moment. Wrapping up as far as what Auburn sent in the release yesterday, quote from Auburn and President 
Auburn, Auburn president Jay Googe, he said, quote, we started the search with two goals. We want a coach who will lead our team to consistently compete at the highest levels and to make Auburn proud on and off the field. We found both in Coach Harson. Our search was diligent and thoughtful, and it is unfortunate that so much misinformation was spread in recent days about the process. I appreciate the leadership of A.D. Allen Green and the hard work of members of our search advisory group. Welcome, Coach Harson, to the Auburn family. So obviously the quote from the release that got the most um, interest was Goosh saying, quote, our search was diligent and thoughtful and it is unfortunate that so much misinformation was spread in recent days about the process. What do you guys think about that? Zach, I really hope that he was being cheeky. I mean, being like, like I, I think I, I think he read. was being cheeky. It's just how much of it, was, how much of all of the stuff that got out was, was false. I know. I, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I hope I choose to read this as him be. I choose to to read it when I'm when I'm, I'm looking at it in my head as him being like, it's a darn shame all that misinformation <laughs> got out there. That's kind of like my first thought. I was like, Jay, why are you lying? What 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 are you going on oh, about? So, so y'all don't buy it. I don't I don't buy most of it. I, okay. I I believe that most oh. of what came out was true. Oh no no no! Other way around. I, I think he's. I think it's like tongue in cheek, if you will, that he's basically like, it's a darn shame. Like he's the one who like had it leaked or whatever. Okay. Like was spreading the information, the false information so that Jay Googe, that is, I get, and that's how I choose to read it. Got it. Like him being like, you know, like sarcastic basically. I'm fine with, you know, if some of the reports about coaches turning the job down are fine. The the big thing comes back to Kevin Steele to me, the whole Kevin Steele situation. Everything else doesn't really matter to me because I don't really care who turned the job down because I, I think they're pretty happy with who they ended up with. Um, the internal stuff and the relationship with the coaching staff and the boosters, I hope that isn't true. But Jaws and I were talking before we turned the microphones on, and it's just like, there was fire from a lot of different places. You know, it's just like it, it's, it had to be set somewhere. So we'll see. We will see. But yeah, those were uh, some of the statements. We'll jump into some uh, numbers that Pro Football Focus had, as well as what he has done recruiting wise and offensively, as well as his players in the NFL draft. I think he's uh, pr- put a pretty impressive crew up there considering he hasn't had a whole lot of four and five stars. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Coors Light, the beer literally made to chill. Bowl season is off and running. There's a lot of football to be had, and there's a lot of beer to be consumed. And I highly recommend that you reach for the beer that's made to chill, and that's Coors Light. Coors Light understands that watching football is therapeutic to fans. It is uninterrupted me time over this holiday season, and Coors Light is the official beer of watching any sport just to drink beer. Mountain cold refreshment, made to chill. Coors Light's the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that looks and tastes 
just like a candy bar with 18 amazing flavors, a few new ones, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, peanut butter brownie. That's my favorite. They're all delicious. And all the bars are covered 100% in chocolate, and they're all soft and easy to chew. Great for the health-conscious listener. You can lose or maintain weight by indulging in this delicious treat. All these bars, high in protein, very low in calories, very low in sugar, very low in carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off. That's at BuiltBar.com. I want to look at some of the pro football focus numbers. In 2020, Boise State under Harson, they scored a 79.7 overall rating as a team. Auburn scored a 72.4, so about seven points lower. Um, on offense as a whole, Boise scored a 74.6 offensive rating. Auburn had just below them at 72.7. And then Boise had a 75 passing offensive rating Auburn had a 60 and Boise had a defensive rating of 68.2 Auburn 61 so pro football focus saw Boise as a more efficient team now obviously when you look at who they're playing against that I don't really know how you can fully compare all of that I don't know how you can compare competition in the Mountain West to competition in the SEC from an analytics standpoint but it's still interesting to look at yeah, supposedly all these rankings that Pro Football Focus does um, take that into account. Sure. I, I don't know I'm how really you know. can do that in a perfect system, but yeah, they, they, they've done better at it than anybody else has. Yeah, uh, I do think it's worth noting, Zach, with it, that um, the last two seasons, they've gone with Hank Bachmeyer as their starter, and he can't stay healthy. Yeah, I saw that um, as well. So... I also dug into some numbers. What'd you find? Um, what I think is the most important from what I found. While he was at Boise uh, the first time from 2001 to 2010, uh, when he was the offensive coordinator was from 2006 to 2010. Right. Um, first of all, the Fiesta Bowl, January 1st, 2007, a.k.a. That was him. Yep. That's a Statue of Liberty game? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. What a ballsy well, call. Exciting. I know, right? Um, notable quarterbacks coached at Boise as the offensive coordinator. Uh, Jared Zabransky, who you may or may not remember from the cover of NCAA 08. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Also... That's because he was the quarterback in, in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, and Kellen Moore, probably the next head coach of Boise State, um, 2008 to 2010, I guess. Uh, so he took that and went to Texas like you were talking about yesterday, Zach. And while he was at Texas, uh, which we, we were on the phone, Zach, and I was trying to figure out what years that were those were at Texas. Um, they were both Mac Brown years, but neither of them were his last. Mm-hmm. So that's important because that means Harson left on his own accord. One of the one, one of the Harson tweets I saw is like the smartest thing that I've seen Harson do 
was like not stay at Texas too long or something like that. Which they were dissing Texas, but they, he did leave on his own accord. He wanted to go back home. No, mm-hmm. no, he took a head coaching job, actually. Yeah, he, he went, went to, to Arkansas State. Right, right, right. Um, so his quarterbacks at Texas the first season were Garrett Gilbert, Case McCoy, and David Ash. I believe Garrett Gilbert got hurt in the first game. because I remember like, that situation. Yeah, I yeah, totally remember like that. 15 of 31 on the season, so I, I'm guessing he got hurt. Yeah. I don't remember that specifically. Um, Case McCoy, as a sophomore, had over 1,000 passing yards and seven touchdowns. David Ash, as a true freshman, had over 1,000 yards and four touchdowns. The team averaged 28 points per game. The reason I tell you that, neither of those are that impressive. But the next season, in 2012, David Ash, as a true sophomore, had 2,700 passing yards and 19 touchdowns. And then Case McCoy, in in his backup role, had 722 yards and six touchdowns. So total between the two you had almost 3,500 passing yards and 25 touchdowns. The team averaged 35 points per game. Did uh, Do you have the picks that they threw in front of you? Um, I don't think uh, – I do not. But uh, I'm pretty sure they t- will. They would have totaled in the low teens. Okay. Because that everything else that I looked at – I just wrote down touchdowns, but everything sure. else was like between 11 and 13 touch interceptions. Got it. Got it. Uh, well, that, I mean, that's encouraging. You could definitely argue that he helped them. And then also, you know, just that natural bump of going from, you know, your freshman year to your sophomore year. Yeah. And the other the other thing I guess I wanted to look at was the run with uh, Brett Ripien at Boise State. Mm-hmm. And in the four years that he played, 2015, 16, 17, and 18, he went – 3,350 3, and 20 touchdowns in 15, 3,646 yards and 24 touchdowns in 2016. Uh, in 2017, he was on pace to have higher numbers before he got hurt and ended up with 2,877 yards and 16 touchdowns. And then in 2018, 3,700 yards and 30 touchdowns. Wow. So again, you can see market improvement every season. And then when you run through and look at his whole run at Boise, you can see that he's that Boise was winning big games. Granted, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, well, those teams stink. But, like, they're still very big games for Boise. Um, in 2014, they won the Fiesta Bowl against number 12, Arizona. Right. In 2015, they beat Washington, and they went to Virginia and won. In 2016, they beat Washington State, Oregon State, and BYU. Um, In 2017, they beat Oregon in their bowl game. And then in 2019, they won at Florida State. I forgot they beat Oregon. Oh, well, they beat Oregon in... um, They beat Oregon before... um, I already forgot his name. Before... But anytime anytime Boise... Oh, Cristobal, right? Before Harson got there, in seventeen. No, no, no. This was that, but the the famous Boise State beating of Oregon was when um, um a long time ago. I got you. Oh no, what was it? Uh, um, God, what was his name? Um, Legarrette Blunt punched the Boise State player in the oh, face. Oh right, that was crazy. That was wild. Good old Legarrette. 
good Ole Garrett. All right, we'll jump into uh, his recruiting numbers and his offensive numbers and also the players that he's put in the league. I think all that's important. Uh, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. It is the place to put your wager online. Betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for your 50% Welcome, bonus. Pappas, do you have a line that is standing out for the betonline.ag line of the day? Yes, I like Memphis minus eight and a half today. Okay, there you go. What's the name of that bowl? I got to get them all mixed up. Uh, I have absolutely no idea. Jaws, you know. I believe it's the Camellia Bowl. That sounds right. You could say anything. I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. Great, great. You can visit our good friends uh, and, and exclusive partner at BetOnline underscore AG on social media to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline. Once again, that is BetOnline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, gentlemen, let's take a look at your... uh... Your recruiting numbers, Jaws, you put these together last night. What'd you find? So I was just going over 24-7 sports and just kind of going over some different numbers on some different websites. His recruiting numbers at Arkansas State, uh, whenever he was only head coach for one year, his only recruiting class was fifth in the Sun Belt. I discount that because he was only there for a a year, didn't really get time to develop the program or recruiting. But in, in 2014 to 2020 at Boise State, he had the number one ranked class in the Mountain West every single year. He never had a class ranked higher than 54th in the country, but to have the best class in your conference every single year is very, very impressive. Now for the offensive numbers at Boise State, like Michael mentioned, from 2006 to 2010, he did coach Kellen Moore, who has the six most passing yards in NCAA history. Um, at Texas, in his stint from 2011-2012, 27 points per game, uh, 22nd best rushing offense, 82nd best passing offense, 2012, like Michael said, they improved to 35 points a game, 40th in yards per game, 38th in best passing offense. When he got to Arkansas State, 29 points a game, very, very balanced. We saw that in his first couple of years at Boise. We'll get to that in a second. 202 yards passing, 205 rushing. Um, He did coach a bunch of different NFL draft players, which, again, we'll get into in a moment. But at Boise State, in his first two years, 39 points a game, 14th in total offense. Auburn was 17th. For reference, and the reason I bring up Auburn is because Auburn was in that in that really really high powered couple of years with Gus Malzahn in 2013-2014 when they really hit it off. So Boise was outperforming Auburn statistically, and now I know know we were talking about like how comparable how, how, how is do that. You, how do you compare them? Right, right. right. But it's still. Impressive nonetheless. To be mm-hmm. eighth in total yards, 16th best, pass, best passing offense, 22nd best rushing. They averaged 200-plus yards on both sides. So, you know, he, he really is very balanced. And, you know, whenever he gets that balance, the Boise offensives have, have shown to be impressive. In 2015, 
Like Michael said, they really improved 43.5 points per game, 15th in total offense, 17th in total yards. Since 2015, though, he has not averaged more than 35.5 points per game, but he's never averaged lower than 32 points per game, so he's been very consistent with what he's brought to Boise State. Now, the reason that I would be concerned is – you know, Boise's already at the top of the Mountain West. They are the best team in that conference. Auburn is not the best team in their conference. Mm-hmm. Auburn is the fifth or sixth best team in their conference. I don't see how 35.5 points per game consistent consistency-wise translates to the SEC. So that's just a cause for concern for me. Right. Um, but those were kind of the numbers I saw, and what I gathered is he's been very consistent with what he's been given. Sure. Right. And – I know this is, I mean, Jaws, man, it's not like there's a, there's a massive talent gap though, between Boise and the rest of the mountain West. I would would argue that there is a, is a, is a talent gap. I believe. I mean, sure. But it's not like, it's not like Clemson and the rest of the ACC right now. I mean, it's. You know, the Mountain West routinely has multiple teams in the top 25. Boise State is is typically the best one. But, I mean, this season, San Jose State went undefeated. Fresno State a couple um, last year or two years ago or whatever um, was a top 18 team or 15 team, something like that. I mean, they, they routinely have other teams that, like, pop up and, and have very, very good seasons. Well, my uh, my thing is, you know, that they've been at the top of the conference and that mo- some of that was f- sustained success from Chris Peterson. Um, you know, that's just that was that was my concern is can they sustain success? Can he sustain success at Auburn given the circumstances? And he's putting guys in the league with, you know, recruiting I mean, nationally, not very well. He's recruiting well in the Mountain West, but nationally, he's not recruiting well. And the NFL doesn't really care what conference you come from. And he's been able to put guys in the league since 06, really. So in 2006, when he was Boise's offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, uh, offensive tackle Darren College was a second-round pick to the Green Bay Packers. I believe he started for several years. In 07, still the OC at Boise. Wide receiver Legadu Nene played for the Chargers for a few years. He was a fifth-round pick. And tight end Derek Schumann was a seventh-rounder to the Buffalo Bills. I don't really remember Schumann's game a whole lot. In 2008, still offensive coordinator, Ryan Clady, the offensive tackle for the Denver Broncos, was a first-round pick. He was a staple on Denver's offensive line for a while. Then uh, fast-forward to 2013, when he was Texas's offensive coordinator. Wide receiver Marquise Goodwin got drafted by the Bills in the third round. He was relevant for a while. In 2014, Arkansas State head coach now, um, who's only there for a year, Defensive uh, tackle Ryan Carthers, uh, San Diego Chargers fifth rounder. And also, Jaws, you pointed out that he coached J.D. McKissick while he was also um, at mm-hmm. Arkansas State. He got drafted a little bit later. In 2015, when he was Boise's head coach, Jay Ajayi, the halfback, he was uh, drafted by the Miami Dolphins. He floated around for a few different teams. He was a fifth rounder. In 2016, as Boise's head coach, he had linebacker Camele Correa, a second rounder to the Ravens. I believe he was an edge rusher type player. Uh, also defensive back Darian Thompson was a third rounder to the Giants. He became a pretty decent starter. And then tackle Reese Odiambo, uh, third rounder for the Seattle Seahawks. I believe he started for several years protecting Russell Wilson. He may still be a starter there, actually. In 2017, as Boise's head coach, he had 
Jeremy McNichols, the running back drafted, fifth rounder to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and linebacker Tanner Vallejo, the Bills, drafted him in the sixth round. And in 2018, we all know in the first rounder, linebacker Leighton Vander Esch, the Dallas Cowboys took him. Uh, he's been a very, very good player when he's been on the field. And also, wide receiver Cedric Wilson Jr., a sixth rounder to the Dallas Cowboys. In 2019, as Boise's head coach, he put Alexander Madison into the league, third rounder by the Vikings. One of the old press conferences I watched, he actually talks about Madison getting tackled by Van Der Esch in a game that happened the night before. You could tell he was really proud of those guys. He loves those dudes. He loves his players. I thought that was a pretty cool moment. And then in 2020, the most recent draft, they had uh, offensive tackle Ezra Cleveland drafted by the Vikings in the second round. Defensive end Curtis Weaver drafted by the Dolphins in the fifth round. And wide receiver John Hightower with the Eagles drafted in the fifth round. Something that stood out to me was the offensive tackles that he got drafted and got drafted high. And I hope, I hope <laughs> future recruits, tackle recruits, are seeing that. Now, you're going to have a whole lot of different types of sales pitches that he's going to have to come up with when recruiting the SEC. Um, because I think if you've got a player that is okay playing in the Mountain West, if that's kind of the caliber player that you're recruiting, getting him to Boise is probably easier than all these other schools. I know you mentioned, Michael, some of the other schools that compete in the Mountain West, but obviously just the, the recruiting process is going to look so much different. Can he adapt? How long is it going to take him to get to that point? I would, I would say, and I'm curious to get y'all's thoughts on this, I guess from a recruiting standpoint, the most relevant experience that he has is when he was an OC at Texas, right? Yeah, probably. And Zach, I feel like you um, you sold him a little short there. On what? Uh, did, well, I don't know. You read a lot of names. Did you say Jay Ajayi? I did. Yep. Oh, okay. My bad. Missed that one. Um, you know, while he was at Texas, there were a couple other guys on the team that you didn't mention. Um, outside of Marquise Goodwin, first of all, Garrett Gilbert did get drafted. Um, so I based this off of the draft after the year that he coached. Oh. So like at Arkansas State, he was there for the 2014 season. I looked at the 2015 draft. Um, uh, so, so if somebody got drafted in like 2016 or whatever, I didn't, I didn't look at that. But who, who, okay. else, who else did he coach? Uh, Kenny Vaccaro. Ever heard of him? Well, he was the offensive coordinator of cars of safety. Yeah, but, you know, counts. You said defensive guys. Quandre Diggs. I said defensive guys when he was a head coach. Um, I think it matters, though. I mean, it, it's all part of the – that was mostly a joke for Texas because on the defense they had, like, really good players. Um, Are you, do, like do, you love, do you love that Auburn hired a guy that had coaching experience at Texas? Do you love that? Um, considering how, like, when we spoke, I immediately thought that those were Charlie Strong years. Um, I really wasn't that thrilled, but. <laughs> all in all, guys, I have sold myself on this. I'm, I, I think Auburn's going to be happy with this guy. I like the personality that he brings. I think it's going to be a totally different style of coaching. I think he's going to be more of the CEO type role, which is what Auburn, I think, needs. Currently, that's what Auburn fans want anyway. Um, Cole Kublik reported late last night that's like based on what he's hearing, 
He believes that there's going to be, you know, he's going to have autonomy in the coaching hires, which will be good. It's going to be interesting to see which staffers stay and which coordinators he brings in and how involved in the offense he is. So we will see, and we'll talk about that as it happens over the, uh, over the next few weeks. Jaws, where can people find you? Follow me on Twitter at Intern Jaws. Pat? Um, real quick, before we go, I think this is an important point of clarification that we should make. Uh, okay. In 2011, um, there was a player on the Texas football team named uh, Justin Tucker. Can we count him to Coach Harson? Did he coach kickers or recruit kickers? Um, I mean, in my mind, he did. Okay. Because if his offense didn't have to kick so many field goals, Justin Tucker probably wouldn't be as good as he is. <laughs> Just saying. I'm in. That's fine. <laughs> Great. Um, follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlack. We follow show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We will keep things going daily. Uh, during this holiday weekend and the next holiday weekend as well. Right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.